0: Hello, this is Joe Hadsel, digital editor of the Joplin Globe. Remember me? The guy who used to bring you weekly episodes of What a Week Joplin, that podcast? Hey there. Been a while since we've talked. Um sorry about that. How you been? I hope you've been surviving and thriving during the last couple of years, which have been particularly challenging. <laughs> the pandemic has certainly scrambled a lot, and that includes the podcast, which has been on an extended hiatus. Now, I'm looking at ways to bring it back for another life, so stay tuned, but in the meantime, I'm excited to share with you another podcast we're rolling out very soon, and if you love sports, especially local high school and collegiate sports, you're going to love the Globe Potters, featuring members of the Joplin Globe Sports Department. I gotta tell you, there's nothing like working a late shift in the Globe newsroom. I get to do it on election night, but the sports guys, they get to do it every night, It's a little bit noisier, a little bit more stressful because deadline is just right there in your face, and it's a little bit more energized, too. It's much easier to bust out with jokes, hot takes, one-liners, and hypotheticals that are any combination of crazy, thought-provoking, and hilarious. The reason I love the Globe Potters is how they bring the crazy energy of the newsroom into the podcast. It's like you're at one of the newsroom's desks, listening, laughing, and leering along with the conversation. They'll talk high school, collegiate, and professional sports of all types, not just football. Probably a lot of football, but not just football. The Central Ozarks Conference has some incredibly powerful volleyball and basketball teams, for instance, and the NIAA in college always commands national attention. The Globe Potters are sports reporters Jared Porter and Derek Shore. Sports page designer Trey Vaughn, and sports editor Jim Henry, who is one of the most knowledgeable and affable sports guys in the four states. Each episode will feature news and analysis about area teams from the very guys who talk to the coaches and athletes every week. Jim will also bring his Journal of Sports Stories and deep dives into history. He may also tell a few dad jokes, and some of them might be funny. I can't wait for you to hear the globe potters. In fact, I'm so excited that I wanted to share with you a test session that we did. We got the guys together to get a feel for the format, and man, did it flow naturally and awesomely. Now, be kind to us. There's some parts where we got some names wrong. There's no fancy intro music and that kind of thing. But it gives you a great sneak peek about what each episode of the Globe Potters will sound like. We'll post the first few episodes in this channel on your favorite podcast app. And in the future, it'll be on its own channel, just in case sports aren't your thing. Totally understand. You can also find each episode on JoplinGlobe.com. So, without further ado... Let me introduce Jim Henry, Trayvon, Derek Shore, and Jared Porter, the Globe Potters. Hello and welcome
1: to yet another edition of the Joplin Globe Potters podcast brought to you by the Joplin Globe Sports Department, myself, Trayvon, with me, Jim Henry,
2: Jared Porter, and Derek Shore. How are we doing today, guys? Doing good. Doing great. Another week closer to high school Sports action, can't wait for it to get started. Underway, looking forward to it. Absolutely. So we have a couple of jamborees coming up
1: uh, here in the area. Carthage is hosting a jamboree as well as Joplin. Uh, Can you guys tell me uh, anything you're looking forward to or looking for in those two
3: jamborees uh, this Friday? Well, starting with Joplin, I'm just, from a Joplin uh, standpoint, I'm just looking forward to seeing what the the Eagles can do from a defensive standpoint, not to read too much into what they did in last week's scrimmage, but I was really impressed with what they were able to accomplish defensively last week. They only held the the offense to one score last week and recovered two fumbles and two uh, 15-play sessions, so looking looking forward to seeing what they can do. It's a pretty experienced group they have coming back defensively.
1: And so who are some of those names uh, that you're going to be looking for on defense for the Eagles?
3: I think a guy that could make an impact this year is Donovan Watson. He's a defensive tackle, uh, seems like an explosive player. I think he's six foot one, and, uh, yeah, I think he could make an impact. Another name uh, coming back is one of their top tacklers, Joe Jasper. It's uh, uh, Coach Curtis Jasper's son. I think he could uh, help them as well. Okay, nice. Uh,
1: Jared, Jim, do you guys have anything to add on Joplin or that, that jamboree with Web
2: City, Lamar, and Seneca as well, or maybe something on the Carthage jamboree? No, I would just say that uh, fans who show up, uh, it's going to be a uh, two sessions in the Jamboree. Uh, Joppin will not play Web City because they'll play each other in week one, and Lamar will not scrimmage against Seneca because they'll play each other during the season.
4: You think stuff like that matters? Um, playing somebody in the preseason, even though you're conference opponents, I guess? It's not like you're going to th- throw everything out there in a
2: preseason Jamboree. No, I don't think it matters, but it may matter some since Joplin and Web City play right off the bat the very next week. But uh, like you said, everything's going to be very vanilla, and uh, the two most important things as far as the coaches are concerned is number one, nobody gets hurt, and number two, they get a chance to get a lot of people on film and show them what they're doing right and what they're doing wrong.
3: But on the flip side, what do you think Scott Bailey's thinking uh, being able to face his former team, Lamar? Yeah, that's 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 intriguing.
2: I think Scott Bailey's main concern tomorrow will be um, uh, how well his Web City defensive linemen play. He'll have a lot of friends in the stands, there's no doubt about that, but uh, I think he's a Cardinal now. He'll always be a Tiger, but he's he's a Cardinal right now.
4: I think you already touched on this, Derek, but the running back position, I'm curious what that's going to look like for Joplin. Mm-hmm. Uh, what would you see at the scrimmage, I guess? Uh, it appears they could have a tandem at the running back with uh, Quinn
3: Renfro and Drew Van Gilder. And I, I talked to coach uh, Jasper and he said they kinda complement each other pretty well. I noticed uh Quinn's more of a, more of a speedy guy and then you have, you know, Van Gilder, he's more of a bruiser, kind of a power runner, but I think they, they complement each other well, but it's hard to say that they'll fill the shoes of glades, but I I, I think they could definitely uh bring stuff to the table for job on running
4: back. I'm obviously covering the Carthage uh, jamboree, so I should talk about that a little bit. (laughs) Um, Outside of uh, talking to Coach Buckmaster, the one thing I'm looking forward to the most, I guess, is uh, um, seeing the quarterback position at Carthage with Caden Cabance making that transition. Obviously, um, he has to fill large shoes uh, from Patrick Carlton, what he was able to do the previous two years. But um, same system, and apparently he was a backup quarterback – I don't think anybody knew that. He was a backup quarterback all of last year. So really interested interested to see how he looks and how that system looks with him uh, operating it because obviously they're going to lean a lot on uh, Luke Gall. Um, I, I touched on this last week, but I, I think he's an early candidate for conference player of the year. So should be interesting.
1: Yeah. And so we we also mentioned last week a little bit about Cabance, if I'm saying – did I say that right? Yep. Cabance – taking over that new role at quarterback because he didn't play a snap last year, correct? Yeah, not, one, not
4: one snap, even though he was the backup. they, um, Whenever games got out of hand, they would put in their JV kid. Okay, so what do you think is his biggest, I guess,
1: job, I guess, to improve and take over that role? Because it's not going to be easy stepping up and taking that as a senior, correct?
4: Right, that's a great question, but I still haven't seen him, so this will be my first time seeing him at the quarterback role. And I'm also not a coach, so I wouldn't be able to tell you. But yeah. um, I know just, you know, learning all of the terminology and um, I guess the being the captain of that offense is probably going to be the toughest thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Jim mentioned this last week, but a coach may not want to have a senior uh, be the one to fill in a quarterback role, especially for a team like Carthage that's now a perennial contender, both mm-hmm. conference and statewide. So, um It'll be interesting. It's interesting the guy he's not going with the young gun to uh groom at that position yeah, for for years to come, but he obviously has enough faith in Cabance to 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 put him in there for for this year. Yeah, for sure. Uh do we have anything to add on that
1: on our Carthage Jamboree coming up Friday?
2: Well, the other teams at Carthage are uh, Carl Junction, Monet, and Nevada. Oh, Nevada's there too. I didn't know that. Okay. What about a Web City? We we haven't. Really yeah, we didn't we didn't cover Web City at
3: all, so we can go back to that, Jimbery. Yeah, Jim, you talked to Coach Roderick yesterday. What are you?
2: Yeah, Web City. Um, it's one of the most inexperienced teams that they'll have in several years. They've got only, uh, they've only got starters back at three positions. They have four kids covering three positions. Um, uh, uh, Buddy Belcher is back at center, and there's another offensive lineman who is returning, and I'm sorry, his name escapes me. And then at one of the running back spots, they return Cade Wilson, who played about half the season and got injured. And then Dupree Jackson came in after Wilson was hurt and had just a tremendous final half of the season. Uh, they have more experience back on defense, but uh, there'll be a lot of new faces on offense. And it's also the the least depth that the Cardinals have had in several years. But like with any good program, they've got kids there who have patiently waited for their turn to play on Friday night. Well, their turn is comes in 2021. So... The Cardinals will have another great year. There's no doubt about that.
4: Web City doesn't ever really re- rebuild. I mean, I know they're young, but it's it's just a thing with Web City. You don't expect them to take a step back, right? You'd be crazy to think
2: they won't be the favorites to win the COC, right? Yeah. I mean, until until somebody does, they are the favorites. And, uh, and you know, running that uh, split back veer offense, the option, and uh, not running a fast-break offense like we talked about in the past, uh, the Cardinals will always be right there. One of the teams that could
3: potentially dethrone, you know, a Carthage or a Web City is Nixa. What were your impressions just talking to Coach? Coach, um, his name also escapes me. Uh, Coach, Coach from
4: um, Perry. Yeah, Coach Perry, John Perry, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, funny guy. I love talking to him. I've only <laughs> spoken with him twice, I think, and since he uh, arrived at Nixa last year. But obviously, right away, I think he took his team to a nine and three record in his first season. Um, this is a a team that kind of struggled in recent years, despite all the talent they had. Nixa always has talent; it seems like mm-hmm. uh, they always have a bunch of really good basketball athletes. But um, like I said, took them to a 93 season, they made it to the, I believe, the district championship game and lost to the eventual state champion, uh, Raymore Peculiar. Um, interestingly, that was the closest game Raymore Peculiar had played in the entire playoffs, and they, it, you know, went on to win a state championship. But they obviously have a lot of good things going on over there. Nick's uh, um, several All-Conference uh, uh, performers from a year ago. Uh, yeah, they're gonna be they're gonna be stout. If, if they're not the favorites, then you know they're right there with Web City yeah, and Carthage. Absolutely. Probably, I think another favorite that could come out of our area that kind of an obvious
3: title contenders is Lamar. I mean, they have to replace Case Sanders, but I mean, aside from Case and I, I believe a, a lineman, they replace. Five to six all-state players. Uh, they look like they're going to be loaded offensively and defensively this year. Uh, I don't know. I think just think they're going to be scary again. For
4: sure. Another one of those teams that seems to never take a step yeah. back, even yeah. though they graduate all these players, but they just come back revamped the yeah, next year. Powerhouses year after year. It's, it's impressive. How impressive was it what Bishore was able to do in his first year?
3: Yeah, Joel. Joel
4: Bishore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as
3: uh, I believe he was an underclassman last year and stepping in as a, at a skill position to do what he did was pretty impressive. He's seems like uh, the athletic bloodline's definitely run the, the Bishore family for sure.
4: No, I was talking about Coach Bishore. Oh, Coach I'm oh, yeah. sorry.
3: Right,
1: you, regardless, but yeah. Either way, I mean, they're both yeah. uh, <laughs> – they both did get, did a great job last year.
2: So. Yeah, Coach – is Jeff Bishore, right? Jared, Jared, Jared Bishore. Jared yeah. Bishore, okay. Um, well, we've messed up Lamar's names a lot. <laughs> it's Case Tucker, right? Yeah, Case Tucker. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's now a play, baseball player in Missouri Southern. Yeah. But uh, Coach sure, you know, the old, the story is uh, you don't want to follow the legend who's the coach. You want to be the guy after the guy who followed the legend. <laughs> but he stepped in and uh, didn't miss a beat and uh, played an exciting brand of football, didn't yeah. use the two-quarterback system like Coach Bailey did, but uh, went on took him to the state championship game in an exciting, unexpectedly low-scoring 63 victory over St. Pius Tenth out of Kansas City. Great first name, Coach Beshore. Really good first name. <laughs>
1: Seems like something a Jared would say about a Jared. Uh, True. <laughs> so, uh, if we'll take a break here to jump into a little segment we plan on having, we're going to call it Jim's Journal. Uh, Jim, do you have a journal for us
2: today?
4: Something that's in your what journal to it, Jim's right? Journal? Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, sounds, I like
2: story time with Jim. What, what happened to that? Well, I don't know. They sound, I think that sounded too grand polish. I don't know. But, uh, <laughs> too grandpa Yeah. Maybe I, we should just say gather around, boys and girls. Uh, here's a story about Ed and Santiago.
1: <laughs> there you
2: go. Ed and Santiago, uh, he played point guard at Missouri Southern from 1998 to 2002. Uh, six foot one, came in at 154 pounds his freshman year. Bulked up to 172 his senior year. He was the coach on the floor. Uh, people called him the little general. And he was the point guard his sophomore year when Missouri Southern had its best season ever. 30-3, and three, uh, lost in the national semifinal game to Metro State on a loose ball foul with 1.5 seconds left. And Metro State made the first free throw and missed the second and won by a point. Uh, uh, one thing about Edden... Uh, when he graduated, he led all of NCAA Division II in both career assists and career steals. Wow. Uh, most teams tried to play off of him and defend, uh, or tried to uh, uh, defend the pass against him, make him, uh, lost my trend of thought. But Truman State was one team that wanted to make Santiago score to beat them. And he certainly did that. He played four games at Truman State. And every game he played there, he set a career high. His last game of his senior year in the regular season, he had 37 points, 9 assists, 6 steals, 2 rebounds to lead Missouri Southern to a 101-77 victory. And Missouri Southern had 2 starters out with the flu. And in the second half, he missed 2 shots, had 21 points, 5 assists, 4 steals. One of his best performances of... uh, of his career, and uh, I remember the lead to my story that day was the worst thing about his performance was it was six hours away from home. (laughs) And uh, why am I talking about Ed and Santiago? Well, of course, Ed was part of the Puerto Rico connection that Missouri Southern had back around the turn of the century, and uh, next week, Ed is the coach of the Puerto Rico under-16 national team as they go to Mexico and play in a national championships qualifier, and their first game is Monday against Team USA, which is ranked number one in the world. So, um, everyone will be anxious to see how Puerto Rico does against the United States. But, uh, congratulations to Ed on this award and this honor. Absolutely. That's awesome. Really cool. You didn't save your best stuff for later.
4: Like, you had, you had to bust out the big Start us off with a big, big one. The big guns. Wow. <laughs> uh, so, where,
2: cool. where does Santiago stand in terms of MSSU basketball players to you? Well, to me, he's obviously in my top 10 of all time favorites to watch to play. But, uh, he is probably about as popular of a player as they've had. If they, if they had name, image, likeness back in 2000, he would have had sponsors. He would, could have looked like a NASCAR driver on his uniform with all the <laughs> logos he could have had. Are they doing that, logos on the uniform? No, uh, I don't think that's going to be allowed. That's
1: the next step, right? Yes. Maybe, maybe hide them on the sneakers yes. before you start putting them on the uniform. Put a little sticker next to the Nike logo on your shoe. All
4: right. So first, uh, what do we call it, Jim's Journal?
2: Yes. All right.
4: Awesome. First now time every- it's time for Derek's Diary. <laughs>
0: you
4: Derek, you can tell us something that happened last year. <laughs> Unfortunately, I don't
3: have anything for the Derek's Diary. Maybe, maybe next week. <laughs> uh,
1: so anything else to add in terms of local sports? Do we have volleyball, soccer, uh, or, or some more football on Jamboree that we would like to talk about before we
3: uh, wrap up today's show? Yeah, I mean, we have a, a number of previews we've done. I think I've, I've already written almost six previews in two days. And, yeah, plan to – see some more content and previews up on our site for
2: Mm -hmm. sure and I know we have a lot of Friday Night Football fans in the area but the COC is uh, good not only in football but they've also one of the best volleyball conferences Mm -hmm. around and uh, Carl Junction is going to be loaded, Webb City is going to be good, Joplin has a new coach and uh, so uh, there's gonna be a lot of good Central Ozark Conference volleyball action this this fall also.
1: Absolutely I think the conference being good I think um, the S- setter at Carl Junction, names drawn are on the blank, but signing to Arkansas. I Logan think that, Jones, yes, Logan Jones. I think that just speaks to the talent inside of
4: the C O C in volleyball. <clears throat> Especially those teams out east, C O C east yes, teams. Right. Uh, the we, is it Willard and Nixa
2: that's really good? Yeah, yeah, Willard won the Class Four state championship, and their closest match was in the first round, the sectional round. They beat Webster Carl Junction at Carl Junction in five sets. And then Knicks uh, reached the uh, Class Five Championship round, but then lost to Liberty.
1: So we got a lot of a lot of sports starting off here. Football's right around the corner. volleyball's right around the corner. We're uh, excited for both to get started. Um, before we end today, Jim, do you want to do you want to go ahead with our laugh of the day? Would you like to lead us off in that, or do you want to you want to pass on, on yeah, that for this week?
2: I can tell you that okay, uh, it's a little news nugget that some of our listeners might not have seen. Um, the company that makes yardsticks has announced that it's not going to make them any longer.
1: <laughs> That's pretty good. I like that one. It, it was uh, it
4: was quiet for a couple seconds yeah. while everybody tried to Process digest what was just said. what he
1: just said. Yeah, uh, I, I'll, I'll add it. I thought okay. you were going
4: to do your bakery one. I'm disappointed now. <laughs> yeah, I'll add it. That dad one's joke. podcast friendly. You can use it. It is podcast friendly.
1: I'll add a dad joke real quick before we get out of here. Uh, guys, I've been reading a book about anti-gravity recently, and it is impossible to put down.
4: <laughs> well, thank you for listening. We don't expect you back next week. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Maybe stay away from the science jokes with this crowd. <laughs> all
1: right, I think that'll wrap us up for this week. Uh, another edition of the and Glow Potters is in the books. Thank you guys for listening. And, again, I am
4: Trayvon. I'm Derek. Jared Shore. Shur- sure. <laughs> Just <laughs> kidding. Jared Porter. I think he <laughs> he didn't say his last name, so I, <laughs> it was in my head. Jim Henry. <laughs> I'm Jared Porter. That's Derek Shore. I'm Derek Shore. <laughs> <Sure>. Okay. <laughs>